Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go, let's turn it up. All right, crowdfunding minions, how is everybody doing out there in crowdfunding land? I don't really know where this land is, frankly, um, but it feels like there might be a land, maybe like an island, uh, maybe sort of like the Misfit Toys thing from what was that that special, the, the Christmas special from a long time ago. Uh, but crowdfunders, I hope you guys are doing all right, or digital marketers, or whoever you are that you are listening to this. Um, it is a solid, solid week. I'm, I'm giddy, I'm happy, and I'm going to tell you the biggest reason why. Well, two reasons. I mean, there's two reasons. First off, this is going to be an inspiring episode. I encourage all of you to get through the next four or five minutes of me ranting and, and uh, allowing me to have my personal therapy. But if you can get into the interview section, really, if you can get to the meat, right? I know I'm the appetizer. So eat me. I, I'm just like some chicken sticks or chicken sticks. What, what am I talking? Cheese sticks. Cheese sticks. Where is my mind? It's early in the morning. I'm not eating chicken sticks. What are chicken sticks? I think they held this at Burger King once, if I'm not mistaken. But here's what I'm saying. If you can get through the appetizer section and get to the interview, you're going to hear an, uh, a conversation I had with uh, the creator of The Thinking Egg. And his name is Oscar. And it was a very inspiring conversation to stand back, take a deep breath, and it's now time to slow down. These devices in all of our hands, this, this tone to everything, the social media, it is pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing us. And we need to now take a step back and, and slow down. So, like I said, his project's called The Thinking Egg. If you want to just instantly go to Kickstarter, go to it right now and check it out. It's an awesome project. And uh, that conversation, like I said, is coming up earlier. So that's the first reason that you should be excited about this episode. I'm going to give you the second reason now. I don't have to wear shoes in my house the whole time. I have new carpeting. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. So yesterday was a big day. It was about two and a half weeks for of us living in a sort of caveman style with cement floors um, and stickiness all over it, and we had to wear shoes the entire time. And obviously, I'm referring to the flood that happened, the great flood of 2018. And uh, I, I forgot what year we were in right there, so that just tells you how fast I'm going, which will be another segue into why we need to slow down and, and pick up the thinking egg on Kickstarter. But... Um, yeah, so yesterday we had uh, about a four and a half hour, almost five hour uh, uh, journey um, to get new carpet. And here's what was nice about it. And I think this is literally classic Jeff Wenzel. And I think maybe everybody has this. I'm not sure. I feel like I have it a little bit more or my life has a little bit more. So um, a couple guys show up with the carpet. They start you know, doing their process of putting the pad down and you know, whatever, starting to cutting it. And we turned out, we looked down, and the carpet's all wet. There's big stains in it from where it was It's wet, and, the, and it is wet. It's not just stains from it being wet, and then it dried. The carpet is wet. Come on, people. You're, we had a flood. We pulled out a ton of wet carpet. We waited two and a half weeks, and now we're putting in wet carpet back in. That is a synopsis, in my mind, of my life, right, where it's... You know, I mean, I have, for me particularly, this has been my whole life. So I stand back and I go, yeah, that's just normal, right? You know, um, my wife takes it to the point where it's just like, I can't believe that, you know. But she's new to it, right? She's new to the, I don't even know if it's a Wenzel curse. It's just a Wenzel awkwardness. So then you got to, like, make a scene. And then everybody's talking about the wet carpet. And now I'm not talking about the entire carpet's wet. But it's a good section to where they had to, like, install it differently or more seams or I don't know what the, I don't know what it is but in a nutshell they had to do a, a little bit more work to make this thing to make it all fit and do whatever I don't know what they had to do they're the, they're the experts on it but but man it just made this incredible scene yesterday of my landlords are here they're intense on it my wife's a little intense on it and I'm just like this is what it's supposed to be this is actually what it is this is the the stars in the world the 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 energy the whatever it is we have to become comfortable with knowing that that everything's going to probably take four steps too long because nobody will do it the correct way um so that was yesterday man and i gotta tell you i'm sore today and here's why the equivalent of yesterday was like i moved out of my house and moved it right back in so that was an entire day it's like moving technically two houses because 
everything had to be disassembled, put into a kitchen or a closet or just I had to move everything and, and basically, you know, seven-eighths of my house, like almost everything. The only thing I didn't move was my kitchen table. And then I had to move it all right back in, and then I had to rebuild everything. And I'll tell you the other thing that you learn in a situation like this. IKEA furniture is not meant to be assembled and reassembled multiple times. So, you know, I'm taking – and everything I have in my house is IKEA because I've always been poor and, you know – I try to. I still want to be modern, so I'm the IKEA shopper. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'll tell you, these are one-time assembly units. When I'm disassembling like our bed frame, you just feel that energy of like, "What are you doing, Jeff? Don't unscrew this thing." You, the first time you 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 know Jimmy rigged this IKEA thing, that's the only time you're undoing it. You're undoing it, and you can feel like the bed talking to you back, saying, "You shouldn't be taking me apart, man." Don't take me apart. Don't move me. I'm here. This is where I stay. Don't move me. Because you can just feel the flimsiness in that scenario. Now, now it's all back assembled. We didn't have any major breakages or anything like that. But, of course, the other scenario is I could not find, like, one tool for for, for my bed. Now, now, the same tool works for the kids' beds and everything else. But this one, that tool didn't work for my bed. So that's another, like, added bonus in these scenarios. It's like it is absolutely crucial that I keep that you keep these tools absolutely crucial because you just don't know what's going to pop up. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give IKEA. This is some IKEA advice. So IKEA workers, if you're listening there, um, industry, I think in all of your products, you should design some sort of secret holding case thing for where you put the tool that you assembled it in. Because I don't want to scotch tape this thing to the back of my dresser or whatever it might be. And I don't want to just throw that piece of tool, that tool in my underwear drawer that sits for the next, you know, four years until some scenario that you have to, I got to get that tool. Where's that one tool, right? And, and you think that it's a lot of Allen wrenches. You think that, but it's really not. It's not a bunch of Allen wrenches. It's, you can't just get any. It is just, there's some scenarios, like I learned yesterday that my bed frame has a specific tool to unhook the Ikea uniqueness of nuts and bolts. I didn't have that tool. Luckily, we had another workaround where I just basically held a bed up in the air, whatever. But I think if Ikea was smart, they would look at their design and they would find some like secret compartment latch thing that you just, you tap it twice, it opens up and there's your tool. And then you're done with it, you put the tool back in. And it doesn't, doesn't, you you can't tell it's there. It's just a secret, secret compartment. Because otherwise... These things are gold, absolutely gold. So that was yesterday. That was yesterday over here at One Wenzel Way. So, but I can tell you, it felt great to take the shoes off and dig your toes back into some fresh carpet. Now the second, now the new scenario is it smells like a carpet showroom in here, and I can't wait for that smell to get. It's like as soon as you open the door, you're just like, Woo. <laughs> it's it's so, 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 so I'm sure I'm breathing in some sort of toxic glue thing or fabric thing because I'm sure this is also the cheapest carpet on the planet. So. So I got that going for me. Got that. I think if you're if you're still listening, you're probably thinking all of that sounds amazing, Jeff. And you're right. It's all amazing. So what else? What else? What else? I think that's enough. I probably gave you enough and I've already teased a much uh, I've already teased this the episode coming up. So I've got you hooked, right? You're ready to go. You're ready to listen to Oscar talk about slowing down and and the thinking egg and and how he became successful on Kickstarter by going mostly organic, mind you as well. That's going to be another thing, too, that we're going to dive into. So, um, all right, a couple things. Let's do some dirty work here. Let's dive right into the dirty work, the things I need you to do. I got some CTAs. I got some call to actions here, people. Number one, hopefully you're a subscriber to this. If you're not a subscriber, go to iTunes, search Successfully Funded. You're going to see me. Me and my mustache and my aviators are going to pop up. Hit the subscribe button. That's huge. If you really like this interview, like, like, like let's just say you're like, man, that was a great interview and I got a lot out of it, which you will. You know, maybe leave a review. It's nice to hear, right? It's nice to know that I'm not just talking to myself, which I am right now. I mean, my daughter's in the other room watching some Daniel Tiger on PBS, but I'm really technically talking to myself. So it would be nice. Leave a review if you like what you hear. Next thing. There is another podcast. What? I know. What? I can't believe that. Yeah. 
I do mini episodes during the week. Subscribe to those as well. They're basically just bite-sized chunks of how to run an agency, um, digital marketing techniques, um, you know, tips or techniques that I I use to like you know get growth hacks. Or I just talk about four or five cool Kickstarters real quick. You know, so it's they're mini dives. They're about ten minutes long, and again, those come out a lot during the week. And uh, this is our longer focus podcast. So we've got two of those, two of those to get into. Next thing. Follow me on, on the online world, right? Let's be friends. Go to Facebook, Instagram. Go to all those uh, those those wonderful tools that have made uh, the world amazing and, and follow me and like me on that. So, okay, I think that's enough of me plugging myself. Do those things for me. I would appreciate it. Oscar would appreciate it. Everybody would appreciate it. We'd all be so giddy if you did those things. But, okay, let's go ahead and kick my conversation with Oscar. Let's talk about slowing down and his project, The Thinking Age. Jeff, where are you based out of again? Oh, I'm in Detroit. Detroit, right? Yes, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's snowing again. So, uh oh. All right, so I've hit. Yeah, it's always snowing here. <laughs> always <laughs> snowing. All right, so I hit the red light. We okay. are officially. Well, we, we've kind of started. Let's start with a quick sound check. Uh, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Breakfast this morning I had a bowl of fruit topped with coconut yogurt, three percent fat, uh, with some granola. Wow, that's like the most healthiest lunch that anybody's ever answered with. I got, I got some bagels, <laughs> I get a donut once in a while, but that that's yeah. right there. Awesome, yes. Wow, so is, uh, is breakfast a normal part of uh, every day? Is that- it is. Uh, usually I kind of have breakfast later in the day, but today I had it earlier. Um, I usually have brunch, but okay. kind of a light brunch. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, I think we're sounding good. Let's jump right into it. So. Uh, okay. All right, so let's tell my listeners what you are currently raising money for on Kickstarter. Yeah, currently we have a campaign called The Thinking Egg, um, and it's a project uh, that's been made to help remind us to slow things down, uh, be more mindful, present, and overall more aware in our day-to-day. So um, I, I'm not exactly sure. How, how, how would you describe a thinking egg to, uh, to people who are uh, driving around and listening? Yeah, um, the thinking egg, it's a small egg made from three different types of material, uh, pine, grass, and howlite. Um, and they're just little totems that symbolize slowing down uh, that you keep in your pockets, on your desk, um, pretty much anywhere that you go. Um, and again, it's been designed as a kind of a reminder uh, to just take it take it easy. Sure. Um, on the, yeah. So, yeah. So where is, when you say design, like... Where are the design elements in this? What what does that mean in terms of designing something to you know make us slow down, like or to to think about it? Yeah, totally. So we tend to, I, I think we tend to personify the objects that we own, um, whether that be I don't know your favorite watch or your favorite pair of jeans. They all have a story to it of where they come from. Um, so if if the thinking egg can be personified uh, based on its story of, you know, the symbolism of slowing down. Um, that, that is awesome. That's kind of the design element of it. Um, yeah. Interesting. So where, you know, there's, you have the three elements, right? I think they're metal, wood, stone, correct, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. You know, are those doing anything different? What are the three things? What do they represent? Yeah. So they do have metaphysical qualities, um, brass, uh, pine and how light, uh, all of them are the exact same size, um, but they all differ in texture and in weight. Um, brass is 25 grams, wood being the lightest at two grams and how light being the stone at eight grams. Um, brass has been known for alleviating, um, uh, sorry, has been known for boosting the immune system, um, while also increasing melatonin. So if you're someone who kind of has trouble waking up in the morning or, having trouble sleeping. Uh, brass has been known to be really good. Uh, pine has been used medicinally for thousands of years and known for its uplifting and energizing properties. Um, helps with emotional stability. Uh, and howlite, um, also known as white buffalo, has uh, strong metaphysical qualities of grounding and calming um, and helps with alleviating stress and, and uh, anxiety. Um, so, yeah, these are the metaphysical qualities 
Um, so if you're in the crystal world, you're going to run into this a lot. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, you know, I was looking at, you know, the, when I was looking at the page, uh, uh, earlier today, but you know, there's a guy who's kind of just like rubbing it or, or almost almost fidgeting with it a little bit. Is this like the next evolution yeah. of the fidget spinner to some degree? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, you know, I actually don't want to characterize this next to the fidget spinner or any anything to do with mm-hmm. fidgeting. Um, I, th- I think fidgeting um, is... Sure, everyone does it. I, I fidget all the time, but the thinking egg is more of a of a tool to have in your hand. You can't really do a lot with it other than rub it or kind of spin it on your mm-hmm. table or whatnot. But um, it doesn't have a lot of fidgeting tools like you'd see on a fidget right, right. Uh, cube or whatnot. But um, yeah, yeah. So so definitely. So n- not really. Just kind of. It's just a part of us all. Our nature, right? Just our hands and trying to stay. Yeah, moving around and. Tip and tapping, yeah, tip and tapping away. So, so did this mm-hmm. idea come from just maybe your own struggles at all, or, or where where was kind of the the idea of this? Uh, you know, where did this origin from? Yeah, um, the thinking egg. I mean, I was I was just bombarded, like a lot of people are, uh, with with information overload. You know, I was text messages, phone calls, emails, all this stuff. Um, I, I explained it in the in the video of, of the campaign as well at the end there um, of just having to do so much and the checklist just just so long, so many boxes to check off um, where it actually kind of took a toll on my relationship with my partner um, where I'd be working. I'd start work at like 8 a.m. on the computer and not finish until like 12 um, a.m. So just tons of work, which I, I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, so having something next to me that symbolized, yo, Oscar, kind of mm-hmm. take it easy. Um, that wasn't an alarm on my phone or any other technological, you know, technology product. It, it was just a physical reminder to that stood for slowing down was, was really helpful for me. And that's where it kind of just started. It started from using a lathe in the workshop in the woods of Canada. Currently I'm mm-hmm. in San Francisco, but, um, yeah, in the workshop, and I was just on the lathe, um, put a wood chuck of wood on there and just started chiseling away. And here comes a small wooden egg. And I was like, oh, this is actually so awesome. Um, and uh, put a campaign up together with Jordan Ross, who did the video, which is awesome. Really great to work with him. Um, and born cool. was the thing. That's cool. You know, so, yeah. um, you know, for a project like this, I mean, did it, did it feel like... I don't know. Did you need like research behind it? Did you need, um, you know, case studies, you know, cause you mentioned that you just kind of, you know, put it together and threw up a Kickstarter page, but it, it feels more than that. It feels like it's something that, that, that has a lot no, of thought pattern behind it. So is this just something that was in your life for a while or the, you know, or just this like energy around you, like, you know, being conscious of slowing down and then, and then this project sort of came together, but how did how did this just? I mean, it just seems like it's it's a it's a bigger idea than just uh, an egg in your hand, right? It's it's definitely a bigger idea, and there's actually been tons of studies on this whole notion. You know, a really interesting study, Jeff. Um, I think it's called measuring consum- consumer information. Um, it was conducted uh, by the University of California in San Diego. Um, that researchers were claiming that people are inundated with the equivalent of 34 gigabytes or so of information on a daily basis. Yeah. And that's a lot. That's, that can fill your laptop in right, a matter right. of a week yeah. or, or less. Um, so, you know, we're on this, we're on this vendor of just tons of information given, us, given to us at a, at a given, uh, just, just tons. Um, so this notion of slowing down, I think, is really resonating with people. Uh, and it's definitely resonated with me. So this project has been in the works for more than a year. Um, and the, you know, the, the, the materials, the brass pine and how have been chosen based on their metaphysical qualities of what people can relate to the most. You know, I know that there are a lot of people that are stressed and anxious about their to-do list or just in general, um, people that want to, you know, have a better night's sleep or whatever. Uh, and, and so these, these materials that the thinking eggs are made out of have been really thought out, um, so that people can actually really relate to rather than having some random mm-hmm. kind of materials, um, which could also be done, but not, not really the right. point of the project. 
yeah, but all my friends have one in their pockets. Um, and it's, it's really awesome to see that, you know, when they're sitting at a table, you know, we're so, um, we're so accustomed to kind of getting our phones out and just scrolling, <laughs> right. mindlessly scrolling. We don't right. even know what we're doing. Um, we're on social media, we're checking emails and, um, it, it's really great to see that instead of that, you're kind of holding this, this totem. Um, in other words, uh, to just, just doing that rather and, and just looking what's going on around you. Um, you know, we, we put up an update the other day, um, and one of our suggestions of how to you know, slow things down a little bit is just go in the longer line, potentially when you're grabbing your morning coffee, if you allocate just enough time in your day to stand in the long line and look what's going on around you, um, you see some pretty cool stuff. That's interesting. I mean, do you, yeah. do you see yourself becoming this sort of a uh, slow down guru for like, you know, all kinds of tips and techniques <laughs> on how to slow down, like, uh, you know, the, the Tim Ferriss version of slowing down type of thing? Yeah, you know, Tim Ferriss is really on this, on this. Uh, yeah, he, he, he talks a lot about that as well. Um, you know, Tim Ferriss, actually, I was listening to a podcast of his, and he was talking about uh, the to-do list and how... Um, if you really slow, slow it down and take a step back and look at your to-do list, um, you, you can kind of condense it and you can remove like five things to do by doing oh, just yeah. one of the things that um, is the master to-do list of those things. And it kind of like mm-hmm. alleviates stress a bit. Um, so it was interesting that I'm a guru <laughs> by no means totally still learning, still working on slowing down. It's so hard to do in this day and age. Like, there's so much pressure. I think slowing down has a, a negative association in a way, like a societal um, definition of laziness, uh, inefficiency. Um, so the, slowing down, I don't, I shouldn't be uh, within that defined category. It should be in the notion of taking a step back and, and reevaluating what's really important. You know, if you have 50 things to do on your to-do list, What's really important in that to do list to complete for the day, um, and and then moving from there. Well, you know, so so my uh, I'll give you my uh, Jeff Wenzel uh, hack for slowing down. And uh, yeah, so so what Please mine do. is is I find that if I get up early in the morning, and I'm saying like you know five in the morning, right? And and I work from like five to six thirty. I literally can get an entire day works like like all my tasks, all my to do's done because that's uninterrupted. Like it's like an uninterrupted hour right. and a half. And if I stretch that workout throughout the day with the amount of notifications, interruptions, randomness of like an eight hour day, it takes me all day to do that same hour and a half. And it's just and then if I do that and I wake up early, I don't have that stress throughout the day of like oh man, I got to get back to that emails, I got to get back, you know. Like, like right, yeah. it's like an hour and a half worth of work that somehow stretches into eight hours because of ding, ding, yeah. I gotta go do this yeah. one ding, you know, uh, oh, you know, somebody randomly emailed me that really doesn't need my attention. So that, that's, that's been my hack, uh, over the last about six months or so. Right. I don't yeah. really have as much awesome. work as I feel like I do in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I know. It turns out to be that way all, all the time, actually. It's like when you finish the task, it's like, oh, actually, that's kind of it. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was stressing about. 12 minutes. I had two hours um, planned for it. Yeah, it's about 12 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, also, Jeff, what's really cool is, you know, in, in the West, we, we've developed this like intellectual and scientific culture that is really robust and has, uh, has changed the world un- un- unquestionably. Um, and, and in the East, uh, more, fu- uh, more, more focus has been drawn in, in understanding the owner manual of the mind yeah. kind of thing, like Buddhism, Hinduism, all, all the real workings of what the mind can do and how to work it. Um, and, you know, what we mean you are talking about right now is kind of that collision of those two. Um, it's the, the meaning of the Western scientific culture and the Eastern exploration of the mind and how to slow things down and kind of mixing them. That's kind of what the thinking egg is is rep- a representation of it's these two kind of elements colliding together and then boom, yeah. just, and then hey, before that. Cool. So, uh, so yeah. uh, uh, where'd you grow up? And you mentioned San Francisco, you're in San, uh, San Francisco right now, but yeah. where, where's the childhood? Where's San the childhood? Where's the- childhood is San Francisco Lakeview, uh, Lakeview. Uh, I went to San Francisco Waldorf okay. high school, um, and moved to Canada for university. I played, uh, for quest university of Canada. 
uh, the soccer team, the varsity soccer team there for four years and uh, kind of called it my home since graduating. I live in Vancouver, um, but my family is in San Francisco and I'm visiting nice. them for a week. Um, so yeah, back home and able to surf. It, it really sucks because in Vancouver, I have to, you know, it takes four hours to get to a beach that I can surf mm-hmm. to, to Fino. Uh, with the ferry and, and you know here in san francisco it's just a seven minute drive to the ocean for a little surf sesh which is that's nice awesome that's nice. and, and like what did your yeah. parents do uh, when you were growing up my parents uh they are first generation american um my dad is a custodian and my mom is okay. a florist um so i learned a lot from my parents actually in terms of uh i i consider myself a social entrepreneur um and so I've learned a lot in terms of, of working and, and, uh, my dad, geez, he, he has grinded his life, uh, with work. Um, he's worked two full-time jobs for, I can't even tell you how many years, 15 plus years to get me through school and whatnot. Um, so incredibly, uh, grateful for that. But, um, the lessons within this whole upbringing of my life and my parents has been just amazing. And it's translated to, um, my, my work, um, and, and what I'm trying to do really is, you know, pitching to people, slow down and really think about what you're doing. I don't think my dad had the time mm-hmm. to really think, um, about it, uh, because there was just not that opportunity right. to do so. Well, I think, that, um, I think there's some people that, yeah. and I, my wife would be this, where they just fill their calendar with just everything. Like they, that, like that is their, like, right. they're comfortable in that well, I had 80 things to do today and, uh, you know, but, but, yeah. but she'll burn out if she was here. She'd, she'd mentioned like, she, you know, she has these sort of fairly large, like burnouts, you know, where, you know, and she starts to reevaluate and I'm always just like, man, you gotta, yeah, I appreciate that she has her calendar so full, but man, you, you know, <laughs> you don't need to do 10 PTA things for the kids. Like you can do, you know, yeah. so. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It's, 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 it's for some people that do that, you know, it, it's, it feels odd to have a blank slate on a calendar. You know, it doesn't feel right. And, um, it's, it'd be cool to, uh, you know, it, it's interesting to have that mindset shift of, you know, today I'm just going to not right. do really anything. I'm just going to chill out. And, um, you know, having that mindset, I think is incredibly beneficial to tons mm-hmm. of other aspects in your life. So um, do you, yeah. do, have you seen, in the conversations or the comments, this product leaning male or female or anything like that, or has it been pretty, pretty much 50, 50? It's pretty much been 50, 50, um, which is great. Um, you know, my, my, my partner, Jessica is a jeweler, so she does trade shows in Canada. So I was tagging along with her, helping her this winter. And, uh, I had my thinking egg prototypes made. Um, and I, I set them out on the table um, sometimes with her permission, sometimes not, I just left them there. And it was so interesting to see people come up and, and, you know, from all the jewelry that was there, they'd come up and talk about these eggs, like, Oh, what is this? Oh, that's, that's cool. Um, and so it was really interesting to, to, uh, do that kind of market research and have the ability to tell people what this project is and how they were like, Oh, actually, yeah, that is awesome. Um, so I started collecting email lists and that kind of added to the whole, um, the email blast at the beginning for, for supporters and potential supporters that were interested in thinking, Hey, yeah. Well, let's flip over to why we're on the phone. Mm-hmm. We, we're going to talk Kickstarter and, and this project, uh, and the, the platform itself here in a second. But so, you know, so currently right yeah. now while we're talking, you're just under 50,000, uh, but you still have 37 days to go. So still a lot of time left and you've got a ton of backers, mm-hmm. um, just a ton of, just yeah just that's a ton of people the 17 something 1761 i think it is um so mm-hmm. you know you mentioned you know getting some emails and doing some kind of uh, i don't even know if that's traditional marketing but just some like passive marketing it sounds like at, at some trade shows um but but what was yeah. sort of the overall strategy that you put in place um you know to to to, to get, launch this campaign yeah it's been pretty organic actually which is amazing um I worked on some other projects uh, before. So while in university, I started a small company, Minimal Design Company, um, which we kickstarted some few projects and we mentored other projects. So we had the ability or I had the ability to give an update about this project that was launching on those platforms uh, to those supporters. 
Um, so that was by far like the biggest um, marketing stunt for the Thinking Egg was just letting uh, previous supporters of those projects know, hey, this is a new project, new new company, origin design company. Um, this is what it stands for. Please check it out. Um, that's really it, along with the email list of people that I acquired on the trade shows. And I stood out of uh, outside of Whole Foods one day as well um, with a small little ironing board table and um, the thinking eggs in my laptop, just pitching it to people that were walking by. Um, and so I just had, you know, a fairly good amount of emails and I, I shot it out and the response was awesome. Uh, funded in less than 48 hours. And um, uh, yeah, the, the response has been, again, amazing in terms of how organic it's been. Um, so, um, yeah. Compared to like your last campaigns, what has sort of been the biggest difference that you've seen in the few years between these? Like, you know, what's changed? Has anything changed? What's your take on it? Yeah. In comparison yeah, to the, the other projects, projects I've done in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I think I've, I've, I've been less stressed, um, with projects at the beginning, you know, it's kind of, uh, the, the first days are just so important. Um, and I was always so incredibly stressed out about, uh, how, how day one, day two were going to go. Um, and for this project, I've been telling myself, I, I meditate for 20 minutes every morning. Um, and for five minutes, at the end of the meditation, I'm, I'm, I'm telling what I would like for my life or what for most I would like my day to look like. And I was always telling myself, I want the thinking egg to do really great. Um, I want people to resonate with the message. Um, so I was, I've been telling myself this for a year and, (laughs) um, it's come to life in a way. So it's been so awesome. Um, so I think that's what's been really different is just my mindset. I haven't been as stressed as before, and I've been kind of letting it just flow. Um, I just recently signed up for Kickbooster, and you know the Chive picked us up, um, which is a great feature, and uh, they put us number one on the list of all the other campaigns. So just things like that, just so organic, and it's so awesome. Um, and again, I think people are resonating with the message. There are some people that are kind of like, well, this is just the dumbest thing ever, um, and totally you can have your own opinion. Um, uh, but what I'm really banking on and what I'm just, you know, music to my ears are people saying, you know, this is an awesome project and what it symbolizes is just so dope. Um, so yeah, less That's stress cool. kind of thing. <laughs> Taking it That's easy. very cool. Yeah. Has there, has there been anything in your, um, dashboard so far that's, you know, kind of struck you as odd or anything? Or is there any like countries that are on board that you didn't expect or anything like that? Um, no, actually I, I knew that the United States based on all our projects, the U S is based the, the, the biggest market, um, Canada being second. So that's what we're finding. You know, Canadian supporters are awesome. That's where the project's based. That's where I'm living. Um, so nothing too odd on the, on the, uh, on the dashboard there. Uh, backer kit actually, you know, that's the, the back end we'll be using at the end of the, of the campaign. Um, they, they featured us on an email list and that was awesome. So we saw a lot of people, a lot of traction from that, that, that shout out, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, right. yeah so, uh, again, really organic. So really grateful for that. And, uh, a few more days to go. So hopefully it continues. That's cool. Did you know kind of before you launched this though, that you, you had something. I mean, did you, you know, did you feel that energy and momentum? Um, I think it's hard for a lot of people to just hear, or it was, it's mostly organic, right? So right. I think a lot of people feel like my project's amazing, but, but, but for you, did you feel like there was definitely going to be some momentum um, to what you were working on? You know, I, 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 I sort of did, especially when I would talk to people, when I would tell people, you know, people would be asking, what am I working on? And I had this thinking egg in my pocket and, and I'd just take this little wooden egg out and, and show them, this is what I'm actually working on. It's called a thinking egg. Um, and I, I tell them about it. This is what it represents. And they were just so down for it. They're like, I need one of those, or I would love one of those. Do you have others? Um, so, uh, it started tying, you know, itself in a knot, just like, yeah, people are, are resonating with this message. So I think it's going to go well. Plus, you know, for like a year, I've been, again, meditating and asking right. for this to go really well. So um, just the law of attraction kind of thing. Um, yeah. 
So for, you know, running a, a Kickstarter, <coughs> excuse me, running a Kickstarter is, is an incredibly, uh, you know, busy time, right? With, you know, all the work that's going on for these 30, well, you have a lot more than that, but the next 37 days or so. Mm-hmm. Outside of the, uh, you know, using the thinking, egg, but what do you do though to make sure that you're staying focused, making sure that you're staying on task with everything, um, just keeping all of the, the communication going, keeping the backers updated? How are you staying organized right now? Totally. Um, Slack. Slack is our go-to uh, way. We have channels ex- designated, you know, for updates, um, cross promotions, uh, comment sections. Um, Slack is Slack is our go-to, along with you know Google, Google everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are basically our main channels. Uh, Skype. Uh, for phone calls, Slack. Slack also has that function, so we use that. Slack, Slack is basically our go-to by gotcha. far, um, which is awesome because it's not only is it free, but it's just an amazing platform to use. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. that's cool. And do you have it set up that you have automation attached to it so that you know these comments are going through there, or do you still have to, or is it just like notifications? How, how is that set up uh, in terms of uh, comments coming through Kickstarter? Yeah, Kickstarter, Facebook, whatever it might be. I mean, can you automate some of that stuff? Uh, totally. So, uh, notifications do come through James, uh, Blumhagen, awesome friend, uh, from quest university actually, uh, is managing the campaign. So he, he, uh, he has some notifications coming through to his desktop. Um, and you know, for every backer that we come, we send them a personal message, just thanking them. Hey, thanks for supporting this project and the message. Um, we really appreciate the support. So he, he's doing an awesome job doing that and, uh, he's getting notifications of when he does need to do that. Um, yeah, that's cool. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and right now, what are, are there any things that you're doing to, to just unwind as well and just unplug outside of meditation and, you know, having a thinking egg in your pocket or, you know, yeah. what do you do right now? Definitely. Um, so, you know, one thing that I've, uh, uh, been doing for a while is just leaving my phone alone. Um, especially not taking it in the bedroom at all, period. Um, bedroom is like the sacred place of just that's your sleep nook. That's, that's it. Um, so, uh, just leave my phone and computer completely shut off and not even bringing it into the bedroom or on my, on my, uh, uh, on on the table on the side of the bed, um, and turning off all my notifications. Um, yeah, that, that's really, that's really it. I don't, the first thing when I wake up, I don't check my phone. Um, I don't open up the laptop. I, um, meditate, drink a glass of water, uh, go for breakfast, do my first round of emails, um, kind of have like a, a lunch then, and then kind of get into work. Um, so in a sense that in, in some eyes, that's like, whoa, that's really taking it easy. Um, but it, it just feels really good. Um, before, you know, first thing, first thing I do when I wake up is check my phone yeah. is go through emails and notifications and, you know, evolutionarily, like the, the technological advancements that have happened um, in, in these years, it's just amazing. Um, and evolutionarily, we haven't really fully adapted to that. You know, our eyes have been, we've been, we've been going through evolution, just adapting to focusing far range, close range to the left, to the right uh, for food and, 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 uh, and trying not to be food. Um, and now we have a screen in front of our eyes for eight hours a day where our eyes are completely fixated on a distance, uh, um, on a screen monitor. And, you know, that it's just doesn't, it's not too, too natural quite yet, or our bodies haven't really adapted to that. Sure. It's just so fast. Um, so I think we're seeing some health implications from that as well. Oh, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling that one. My eyes, man. My right eye. Totally. My tired. eyes too. Yeah. My, like, exactly. My right eye is tired as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel it doing something. And I talked to my wife about getting these um, glasses. I think that they're like... Blue light glasses. Yeah, yeah, correct. Exactly. And I'm like, I, I think I got to get a pair of these because at this at this rate, I mean, I was like, man, I'm, I'm 38. Huh? I just feel like right. just exhausted. Yeah, 62. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, completely. Yeah. It's... it's uh, Totally. My right eye, I, I can feel it. I get migraines as well if I stare at a screen for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people, the thing is, it's not really talked about. That's not really talked sure, about. No, um, it's just like, do more work kind yeah. of thing. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's you. It's not what you're doing. It's well, you. well, there's, I think um, there's a, um, 
uh, sort of a, a self-consciousness too that you're not working hard. I mean, you kind of mentioned it there too, but I know I felt it, right? Because um, I used to do Bikram yoga and stuff and it, and I just, I would feel uh-huh. bad where I'm like, I didn't work for an hour and a half today. Right. <laughs> it's like I the know, middle man. of the day. Damn, what will, my, what yeah. will my clients think if if they didn't, they couldn't instantly get a response from me, right? Like, you know, right. that, he, right. he must not be working very hard because right. you know, I would love to just be at yoga <laughs> all day, you know? It's like, Right. So yeah. like yeah, that's that's that struggle I think that that, that we don't talk about that mm-hmm. we're all going through a little bit of like the the us time, the the me time. It's you uh, you just don't want to have it. Completely. So. Completely. There's a big guilt factor yep. to that. Um and so I think uh a mindset needs to definitely change and you know, meditation is being introduced to schools now which is so awesome you know no no real timeouts it's kind of like let's hone down on and, and sit with ourselves for a little bit and focus on our yeah. breathing i think that's amazing um what we're introducing so i think there's going to be this cultural shift pretty soon or, or more adoption onto this mindset of actually slowing down and not having it be associated with laziness or um you know not being efficient enough or it's just a matter of just taking a step back and just reevaluating what you're actually doing being right. aware of it. Yeah, which is I, awesome. I agree with that too. I think I found myself sometimes going, "Why? Why did I do that all day yesterday?" I just, yeah, you know, like it was. That's not really mm-hmm. wasn't really actual valuable time, you know. Um, totally. Yeah. So totally. interesting. Interesting. So you've got a lot of days to go here. Thirty-seven days, and and we've and um, you know, we you talked a little bit about kick booster some of these things, but what are you doing though to keep that momentum going? You know, I know you're on this awesome podcast, and that's great. But what yeah. else, what else is in the arsenal that you're uh, that you're lining up just to just to keep it going? Yeah, um, we're sending out a blast email to editors that we found. Um, you know, we were just featured on Medium yesterday uh, by Alicia Rodriguez, um, and she's been an awesome support actually as well. Um, she's a writer and life coach. Um, uh, so ha- having those kind of connections where, you know, you, you're, you're looking up editors who've s- talked about slowing down or mindfulness, etc., uh, reaching out to them, um, and, and saying, Hey, we read your mm-hmm. article on this. Um, you know, maybe you like what we're doing with the thinking egg slash origin as a company. Um, would you mind writing about us? So, uh, we're, we're still continuing that process. We've done mm-hmm. that since day one. Um, but again, there's tons of people all over the world that write about this. Um, um, so we're reaching out to them, uh, cross promotions, sharing projects that have featured us, uh, projects that we really, uh, like. That's cool. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, backers. Yeah. Uh, we have, you know, quite mm-hmm. a few backers. Um, so, uh, we're not necessarily too fond. I know a lot of campaigns kind of cross promote with the same number of backers, um, but we'd rather kind of, you know, really support a, a project, even if they have sure, a sure. hundred backers, um, just mm-hmm. from the message. Um, so less of the noise and more of kind of the, the work. Right. Behind that's, awesome. the that's a good philosophy to have. I think, I, and I think because yeah. you have a, you know, a tone and a curated vibe to this, it's not just a tech product. Like that's just sell as many, you know, it's, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a thought. Exactly. There, and I think that's, it's important to, to say to that sort of, you know, your brand basically in a nutshell. Exactly. That's, yeah. You know, what's really interesting, uh, Jeff, is that people have been reaching out, um, like mm. counselors and therapists, uh, who want these for their, uh, pa- uh, not patients, um, for their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. They're not patients, <laughs> just their, yeah, just clients. their, uh, yeah, okay. mentees or whatnot. Yeah. Their clients. There you go. Um, for their clients. Sorry about that. Um, for their clients. And, uh, that, that was really awesome to receive messages where people yeah. wanted two dozen eggs and three dozen eggs. And, um, so, you know, having, having, uh, this be in the hands of, of those kinds of people, that's, that's just music to our ears. Of course. That's, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. So, so where do you see yeah. sort of this project in the next, uh, I don't know, next year or so? Yeah. Uh, the thinking egg, um, we're, you know, working on a website for after the Kickstarter campaign is done. Um, to have the thinking eggs on there, uh, we're thinking of doing you know trade shows in, in the uh, field of uh, therapy, uh, counseling, and whatnot. Um, just because we've had you know a good number of inquiries about can I get more eggs for my clients and whatnot. Um, 
And so we're interested in looking at that. Moreover, you know, origin as a whole, we're really interested in the health world. Um, so kind of uh, uh, creating products in, in, the, in, the, in the space of slowing down kind of uh, meditation, uh, health. Um, so the future is looking pretty cool, cool. and exciting. Yeah. So you got the 37 days to go right now, then you got the two weeks or so for all the money to drop in. But what starts right after that for fulfillment, manufacturing, distribution, what, what starts to happen? Totally. So right after the campaign is done, uh, we're working with a logistics company called uh, Flowship. Um, and it's been really awesome to go back and forth uh, with Steve, uh, who, who is the rep that we've been talking to from Flowship. Um, and so as soon as, uh, production is done, Flowship takes it and they'll ship it, um, to our supporters worldwide. Um, and then we'll house the, uh, remaining stock, um, inventory in Vancouver and kind of use that as for our website and trade shows, etc. Um, but yeah, so th- th- usually we completely do fulfillment on our end, um, uh, so we, we've shipped thousands of product from a small little cabin in Vancouver Island. <laughs> um, but this time we're, we're doing a logistics uh, company, which um, is exciting and new. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. So is that something that sounds like something that you came that, that came onto the project pretty recently that you didn't have that planned out right away, right? Uh, actually, I did have that planned oh. out. Uh, I was looking into uh, what, what can be done on that because fulfillment is really a lot of work. Yeah. Fulfillment is you know, from the prior projects I've been a part of, it's just a ton of work. Um, so, uh, talked to some friends, uh, Stephen Ng from Elliot Havoc, uh, who's, who's, uh, has a ca- campaign on Kickstarter right now actually as well. Um, spoke to him and on what he, uh, did for fulfillment and he, uh, introduced me to Steve over at Flowship. So, um, yeah, it, it's been, it's been really great and support has been great from, from Flowship's end. So, there for answering questions and whatnot. I had tons of questions. I've never jumped into the space of having someone else do the logistics sure, for you. Sure. Um, so yeah, it, it's been it's been great. So a lot of a lot learned there. That's great. So how about for you personally? Mm-hmm. Just kind of wrapping this up here. Where do you see yourself sort of in the next five to ten years? Is this something that you you oh. see yourself uh, you know starting more companies or just working on this or deep diving into this whole like this sort of field that you're in right now? Where do you see yourself? Yeah, I'd love to dive deeper into this field. Uh, I think there's going to be, you know, more adoption of this slowing down movement. There's even a movement called the slow movement, actually, um, uh, where people are kind of taking their time, being really mindful of what they're eating, you know, things like that. Um, so I would really love to dive deeper into that um, and and uh, be not, yeah, to be a company within that space that people recognize and um, to be transparent in that space. Um, I think a lot of, uh, companies are kind of scared to tell the truth behind what's going on just because of judgment and all that. So, uh, that's one thing that I definitely do not want to do. I want to be as transparent as possible, even though it at times can really suck for some people, um, because you're, you're going to get judged or, uh, supporters cannot end up backing you. But, um, at the end of the day, you're going to want supporters that can deal with that transparency, um, cause they'll be there for you ride or die kind of thing. Um, so that, that's kind of the, the game plan is kind of diving deeper into this slow movement space. Um, this, uh, yeah, mindfulness space. Moreover. Well, Oscar, I appreciate it. Where can yeah. people dive in deeper, uh, into your project outside of Kickstarter? How can people get into your world? Yeah, you can uh, check us out on Instagram at origin design company. Um, the thinking egg.com uh, theorigin.com and that's origin with a J. So O R I J I N. Um, and, uh, yeah. And the Kickstarter campaign itself, just search the thinking egg on, on, uh, the Google. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. well, Oscar, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know it's uh, it's a busy time with this, with this campaign. And, uh, I think this is a great, great campaign. I'm glad we could, uh, could meet a couple times here and actually chat. Cause, uh, it's a project that's, that's very cool. And uh, I appreciate the work you're putting in and I think you're, you're onto something. It's awesome, man. So thanks again. And, uh, uh, keep, keep going, man. Keep, keep rocking and rolling over these next, uh, this keep next month or so. Rolling. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. It was awesome.
conversation. This Asker, he's got something going for him, man. There's no doubt about it. This, this is a, this is a cool product. Great vibe. I think he's really focused on on a great industry to be focused on, I should say. And, uh, and I think he's got really just, uh, uh, just he's really well grounded. No pun intended on that. I mean, just it was a great conversation. So Oscar, I appreciate. It. Thanks so much. The song I chose to end this episode is actually a song called, on the race table called uh, Time, Time Rolls By. And I think when you hear it, you're going to hear this vibe that is just droning. And it's just this, like, you know, these simple chords over and over and over. But it's just this. We ended our race table story with this because we just thought that it was, like, nice, like, slow down, really, like, down tempo. Uh, so that's what I chose. So let's, let's listen to that. And, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, go to the Kickstarter. Go pick up the Thinking Egg and slow down. Take a deep breath after this episode, and I hope you guys have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you all next time.